Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Text or WhatsApp now. 0833 96 96 On Cork's 96FM. At this time of the year, there's always a lot of talk about preparing students for the Leaving Cert and the Junior Cert. But what about all of those adults who've decided to go back to studying further education and are now facing into exams possibly for the first time in a very long time. Um, you know, it's it's a different experience and it can be very daunting for a lot of people. Una Buckley, you're from Blossom for Life and you talk to a lot of people about um, this and about exam tips for people who are, you know, taking exams for the first time in a long time. Good morning, Una. Hi, Fiona. Thanks for having me. Una, for, for somebody who has, you know, they've, they've completed their education, they got into the workforce, but they've decided now that they want to upskill or they want to improve on their qualifications and they've decided to go back to studying and they're facing into exams now. It can be very daunting because, you know, they may have a lot of um, external factors like interruptions like kids and their work and, you know, they're kind of taught, caught for time. So what kind of advice would you give to people around those whole areas? areas? Yeah, well, I suppose initially um, there, there's a lot of exam tips and strategies for, I suppose, all age groups. So it mm. doesn't necessarily matter what, let's say, box you fall into. So myself, I'm a dyslexic assessor and specialist. So we primarily work with students of all ages with, with different learning differences. So that brings extra challenges as well for, you know, all learners that maybe are returning to education that also have a different way of learning. I suppose some common things to look out for really when you're, you know, building up or preparing for exams or preparing for, you know, any, let's say, last minute hand-ins that are, are kind of due around now mm. is obviously, unfortunately, it's remembering the material, but then often getting the overwhelm and the anxiousness, you know, that doubt of, do you actually know it? Can you then produce it in an exam setting where obviously there's time pressure? and other factors involved and then noticing often in the few days prior of material that you've covered and then actually getting kind of like let's see these brain fogs or, or issues with actually producing it then on the day so it's you know knowing you you kind of know the know the material already yeah. but then having that you know sudden moment where you're like oh my god I can't really remember so I suppose we would split it generally into into four main cohorts to to help all students really if there's you know leave insert or junior cert um exams obviously happening we've loads of secondary school kids at the moment still finishing off their exams mm. so the main aim is to work on a, things a few days prior 
the day before, the day of, and then after the exam. Okay. So they'd be your four main cohorts as you build up to things. Obviously, if you're a few months away, you know, we'd work on a different strategy. But as we're looming, let's say maybe ahead of exams or, you know, in the next few days, the aim is to to develop a, as much of a framework the few days before, just the day before the morning and then afterwards. So maybe we'll we'll talk about the few days before first and yes, try please. and come up with some strategies for that. So ideally, you know, the most proven method of retaining information, both short term and longer term, if they're conducted in the right way, is through alternative forms of memory. So either mind maps, either games, puzzles, you know, colour sheets, flashcards, mm. whatever way the, the student themselves, both an adult learner and also maybe somebody sitting their state exams, feels it's best to retain information. Ideally, the, the most important thing is that's overlapped with, you know, breaks and movement. I, our concentration span, unfortunately, from recent research and studies shows it's generally around 25 minutes to, you know, just after half an hour okay. at the most. So it, it's still quite a short time span. So what, what would you do? Sorry now for interrupting you, but you no problem. do your like intense study for 25, 30 minutes and then maybe get up and walk around the kitchen or go make a cup Pretty of tea much. or walk around your garden yeah. or whatever. Just take a little bit of a break after 25, 30 minutes. Ideally, yes. So short bursts, let's say, instead of, you know, sitting down, facing it, doom and gloom for three hours Mm. and, you know, half of that time is spent, you know, maybe doing something else or getting distracted or you'll find always something in the house to look at, particularly as obviously as adult learners. Oh, we'll just have to fix that there or I'll do the washing first and then we'll, you know, go start the study. And before you know it, half the day, unfortunately, is gone. And, you know, you get that guilt then and that overwhelm. So it's just about, I suppose, building into it that this is for a short space of time then we can do something else for a few minutes and then do another topic you know or take a longer break some students may be fine after five or ten minutes break and moving around or running up and down the stairs or however they need to do it others might need you know 15 20 minutes and then go back in for their next let's say session too but the aim is that it's not always you're staring at a book let's say you're staring Mm. at notes for a considerable amount of time and you mentioned flashcards and you know, some people can be confused by them. So what exactly yeah. are they? How do they benefit somebody who is maybe revising, cramming now for an exam? So flashcards are basically small, let's say, pieces of paper, usually, you know, or maybe a quarter of an A4 page, and um, give or take, very easily to get either online or any in local stationaries. Ideally, what you want to go for flashcards, so is the coloured versions. So right. traditionally, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, there was still white, normal versions. But in the last maybe seven or eight years, they've come out with blocks now of multicoloured. So you'll get maybe 30 or 40 at the top that might be pink. You'll get blue next, you'll get green. And the idea of that is that obviously you condense as much of the topics that you feel are going to come up into the exam into that format. So it's all short bullet point versions, no long sentences, maybe one or two short diagrams, ideally with as much space as possible. So you don't want to look at the flashcard and, you know, it's overwhelming that there's Mm. every section of the flashcard is filled. The idea is that, you know, maybe the morning of or a few minutes before the exam, you can take out your 15 or 20 flashcards and literally just scan through them. So it's literally, it should be easy to visually, let's say, pick up the information. Would it be, um, I suppose they're a good idea as well for um, somebody who may discover that they're in a bit of a panic because they've noticed material in their revision that they maybe had Mm -hmm. forgotten about or, you know, it was 
you know, that they had said, you know what, I'll, I'll come to that again and forgot to come to it. And now they're looking at it and they're saying, oh my God, I don't have time now to study all of this. Um, so would a flashcard then be good for that person in that situation? Exactly. Yeah. Flashcards are a mind map version. So obviously, if you can take, you know, depending upon how close to the exam, let's say you discover this piece of information, ideally having a small window of time where you're just right. OK, we'll just need to condense this down to the basics. Mm. OK, so if if they go with the basics first, that will at least limit the overwhelm that they, you know, don't know anything. And then if there's more time to you know add on additional facts or if it's a longer question, then they can add more stuff into it. But it's just going with what are the basic facts for, first? Could these, let's say, be a short question or, you know, a smaller, long question? And then fitting those into either a mind map or a flashcard version, ideally then going back over to try and retain that before you then add more information or more knowledge, let's say, to to the rubric. And, you know, what advice would you give to somebody who is, you know, using these days before the exam to to cram and to revise and they're, they feel like the information, the new information that they're reading and that they're taking that in is kind of pushing out the old information and that they, they can't recall as vividly the old information that they had in their brain? Yeah, so I suppose what, what can happen is that obviously, you know, when if we're in that cramming mindset, which I know some maybe are doing, but, you know, we all have that tendency to think that we know very little than what we actually do. So I suppose the first instance is that hopefully not the students either, if they've been in school or they've been going to college, will have picked up things anyway. You know, you will always get, you know, bits of information that you remember. We often have a huge doubt whether we'll ever remember anything. So yeah. I suppose there's that piece first to recognise that, you know, lots of students probably know an awful lot more now producing an exam is a very different type of skill but lots of them will know a lot lot more than what they think so when we have let's say a mixture of old information and then we are faced with new information we have that switch to right how do we keep on the old information and you know make sure we remember that and then try and integrate the new information. So it's it's generally then just about dividing the time, really, Fiona. It's, it's literally about, mm. you know, spending the time, then ideally putting more of the emphasis and more of the weight on the new material first. So let's say if that's the, you know, a day or two before the exam, it's about tackling bits of those new information first instead of, you know, going to the easier bits that we like to do. Well, oh, we'll go over the, the old pieces because mm. I know those. And again, most of the day then is gone and you then have to face the new material in the afternoon or the night time so it's about taking those peak times for you as early as possible to go over some of the new information and interlink it so let's say if you do a study session of 25 minutes or half an hour for the new information first you took your break and then you maybe did your next session on looking at the old material so depending upon how far ahead let's say you are now in exam time to do that okay so una you, you spoke there just a little bit about the, the the days before the exams you know taking the breaks uh, the flashcards on the morning of the exam what advice have you got for somebody so the morning of the exam, I suppose the, the two main things that I would highly suggest to limit, particularly as well for, you know, maybe adult learners, is the caffeine and the sugar. So maybe goes against a lot of, you know, their their planning method. Yeah. But ideally, obviously, that goes against us both concentration wise, all the studies, which we won't get into all of that this morning. But generally speaking, they would be the main things to limit all the sugary drinks, all of those things, you know, burn off so much um, excess that we we don't really need and you get that obviously peak high and then you drop and if you're in a two or three hour exam you know that can come back quite quickly to have an effect on you the main thing obviously ideally would be water 
you know, we, okay. we can't, can't so survive. There's a lot of people out there this morning saying, what? <laughs> Disputing that, yes. I know. <laughs> so they can definitely look into themselves. Um, I'm yeah. sure they'll they'll find it quite easily um, yeah. that they would be your main, your main things. Ideally, bits of movement. So that doesn't have to be, you know, you go for a half marathon or anything. That, yeah. That's literally just five, ten minutes, you know, stretching, moving around. As we know, traditionally, obviously, exams are in a sitting setting. Unfortunately, we haven't moved to, you know, mm. standing exams yet. So even if it is an hour or if it's two or even longer, you know, you're still sitting for quite a huge amount of time, unfortunately, usually in uncomfortable chairs. Um, so it, it's about kind of how do we activate some aspects of the body? And then the, the, the last piece really would be trying to reaffirm to yourself, you've done all you can. You know, mm. you have put in bits of work, however limited or more that may be. And it's about just going with it then. Obviously, it is the day of the exam unless you're mm. going to avoid it and not go at all. <laughs> it's about trying to, you know, get into the positive mindset of we give it a go, you know, yeah. and see how we get on. And, and I suppose that's all you can do just just leading into it. And then, as you mentioned earlier, obviously a quick scan through, if you can, of any bits of flashcards or mind maps, but only for about 10, 15 minutes. So it's not sitting down to end. Courts 96 FM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.